had a flock of these little woolly beings chasing after him bleating as well like it was it was loud they were all going i'm gonna do my best sheep impression now for you all they were going meh donkeys are like little ninjas they're like stealth spies who have little hooves and because they're a little bit smaller they just kind of Hello everybody and welcome back to my podcast Esme's Country Life. As I promised in the previous episode, today we're going to be going over some horse horror stories. Now I don't mean about ghosts or ghouls because, you know, it is coming up to Halloween. However, there are some moments with horses where they get your heart racing. There are things that go wrong, things that maybe are a little bit scarier as being like a horse owner or person who looks after horses. But before we begin, I just want to say a huge thank you to Red Post for sponsoring the podcast. Red Post is an equestrian and country store based in the UK but they also ship all over the world and I thought I would let you know about the Red Post app. Um, if When you download the Red Post app for your first purchase you actually get 5% off which is so good so if you're thinking about buying that new helmet or buying that new pair of boots or whatever be sure to do that. Also the Red Post app has some really great early bird offers especially as um, hint hint um, I don't know if it's a bit early to say but Black Friday is coming up soon. I know that Red Post do some epic Black Friday sales offers but anyway let's get into the podcast um I actually have a list again I say this all the time I make a little list before I do the podcast like kind of like bullet points of what I want to talk about to try and keep me on track because a lot of the time you guys know I start going on a tangent I start going off here there everywhere talking about something else but anyway I thought I would again as I said talk about some horsey horror stories all right so this first story is going to be all about um I feel like I should have like properly like given these all like a scary kind of like title a bit like a ghost story kind of thing um but yeah this first story is about Casper's terrifying first experience with sheep now when we first got Casper he hadn't really done like any hacking that we know of like going across bridle paths riding on the road um actually the first time I rode him on the road um he'd never seen like a parked car before or he probably had but I don't know he found it terrifying as we walked past it he did a 180 span away um and just kind of just get cantered down the road with little 12 year old me holding on for dear life petrified so there we go that was an interesting experience but anyway um back on to yeah our first ever time on the bridal path probably wasn't until I want to say like March April time um and that's just because the weather was so bad we got him yeah January 2014 so that was also the year where over here where we are there were so many floods like it just rained the whole time so the bridal path was so boggy and so wet that we couldn't take him across there because it just would have been it would have been a bit dangerous so anyway first time we took Casper across the bridal path we were like oh dear I've just realized this horse has never seen sheep in his entire life so this could be interesting so anyway take him on through first field fine the sheep are kind of in like quite far away they clock us but it's fine we carry on moving it's all good I'm walking I got my family by my side it's all good and then we go into the next field now um in the next field I don't know if this these sheep maybe they hadn't seen a horse for a while because obviously the weather had been so bad and the ground was so bad and they didn't take any nobody was really taking their horse across the bridle path 
or if it was um that these what we think it was the sheep at that time probably again didn't see many people across the bridal path because it was winter and horrible weather like who wants to go for a walk in 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 horrible weather equestrians and dog owners and other people i mean i'm included but um anyway um and a lot of the time the people that they were used to seeing was the farmer who would come and give them sheep nuts or like sheep pellets i think they're called i think they're called sheep nuts that sounds funny like pony nuts but anyway carrying on um so they were used to being fed that time of year because again it was a bit flooded there wasn't much grass like the ground just wasn't that great very muddy so anyway the sheep saw casper and they started following us. And I thought, oh, they're getting a little bit closer. They're getting a little bit closer until the sheep got closer and closer. And then they started running. And then poor Casper, who had never seen sheep in his entire life, had a flock of these little woolly beings chasing after him bleating as well like it was it was loud they were all going i'm gonna do my best sheep impression now if you will they were going meh meh and it literally like it sounded almost like i don't know it sounded like zombies almost because they're all going meh and casper was like what in my life is going on like why have these strange people that i've known for only a few months taken me to this place with all these like little horses that are way fluffier chasing after me so obviously casper started to get a little bit nervous and when casper gets nervous he does like a few different things he like he either spins around and runs away runs away or what he was doing he was being like he was a very good boy because i was like no casper it's okay calm down um he does this thing where he kind of jogs on the spot like basically in a weird connemara pony non-dressage horse way he tries and does like a bit of a piaf he's like trotting on the spot I always get piaf and pizzazz that is a real mouthful I always get piaf and pizzazz mixed up but I'm pretty sure piaf is the one where it's on the spot I am a show jumper not a dressage rider but anyway he was doing that he was jogging on the spot going up and down like I don't know what's happening here please look after me I am scared um and then the problem was we got to the fence where the gate was now i got cut off from i think it was i can't remember if it was my mum or my dad that went on this hack with me i think it was my mum who's like not horsey at all so don't blame her at all but she she's also quite small she's like five foot three and i think with her little legs she got a little bit like me and casper obviously going a little bit faster trying to get away from the sheep and i think she got left behind so anyway me and casper ended up being surrounded by sheep away from my mum my mum couldn't get through to get to the gate um so I was like okay I'm gonna try and just like go round the sheep and go back to my mum so I walked kind of like along the fence line now this fence bear in mind is made of barbed wire and then the sh- I, we couldn't get we couldn't escape it was awful the sheep they were they were coming in on us <laughs> and Casper was freaking out and um Casper obviously with all these sheep coming near him started backing up and that was when I was like oh my gosh I feel like I'm in a horror film I am on a horse that I barely know who is terrified of sheep with all this these sheep around us who is now backing up almost into a barbed wire fence so my instinct was I'm going to do an emergency dismount jumped off I had um my stick in my hand which I never use on my horses like at all 
but I like to carry it as like a safety device, if that makes sense. Sometimes like if a car is going too fast, I'll stick my hand out and then like my arms a little bit longer to get them to slow down. But anyway, I dismounted off Casper, had my stick in my hand and I was kind of gently waving it. And I felt like I was parting a sea. I was like moving the stick from side to side, kind of like as a gentle, like, and I was kind of like saying, okay, back up everybody, get out the way. Casper and I are coming through kind of thing and um, luckily the sheep did part. I managed to lead Casper forward and calm him down so he wasn't, he was still jogging on the spot but at least he wasn't backing up into a barbed wire fence because that would have been awful. I don't want to imagine what would have happened if that had happened. So anyway, I was leading Casper through, waving my stick side to side and we managed to get through and I got back to my mum and I was like, should we go home? (laughs) because all the sheep were just in front of the game were like we're not gonna get through there and she was like yeah good idea anyway casper i've now had him for 10 years he has gone past the sheep multiple times without them chasing us and to be fair i don't he wasn't that traumatized the next time i took him through i think it was just that all these kind of sheep were around him so there we go that the moral of the story is if your horse is going to back up into a barbed wire fence if you can do an emergency dismount safely and lead them forward, that's probably better than your horse backing up into a barbed wire fence. So there we go. That is the first horror story that we have been through today. I feel like this probably isn't the best podcast to listen to if you go to sleep. I have had a few people message me being like, I love listening to your podcast before I go to sleep, like to have time off screens or time off like your phone or that kind of thing. Like they just have it playing on the side and then have like a sleep timer and then go to sleep to it. This is, pro- I don't know. I feel like this is like more of a high, high stress level podcast to listen to. But there we go. If you're going to sleep, sweet dreams <laughs> that sounded really creepy um anyway i feel like actually most of my podcasts i'd say are probably probably more on the higher energy level scale so i i'm not really like an asmr channel i'm not gonna be like whispering to you to go to sleep but anyway enjoy um okay now i'm gonna i don't really know which story to do next i've got quite a few i don't really know what order to do them in um we will do i feel like Okay, no, it's fine. I was going to say, I feel like these all involve a horse escaping, but the first one hasn't. The first one, Casper's good. He stayed with me. He followed me behind me. Anyway, um, yeah, this next one is about when the donkeys have escaped. Now, the donkeys have probably escaped quite a few times before. I feel like compared to horses... They are little escape artists and unlike a horse, a lot of horses, I know not all of them, have shoes and they just have generally bigger hooves. You can hear them coming a lot more. Donkeys are like little ninjas. They're like stealth spies who have little hooves and because they're a little bit smaller, they just kind of, they sneak about, they creep about and also they're up, they, they're pretty crafty, they're pretty clever as well. So, um, yeah, they, if you leave a gate, it looks like it's closed, but it's not quite on the latch. They will find it. They will rub their bums against that gate and they will go. If there's a bit of fence that's maybe a little bit loose, maybe there's a little hole somewhere, they will get through it. They are clever and they're always hungry and looking for food. So anyway, our donkeys are a little bit older now. So something that we do, because my grandparents live next door to my parents and obviously where the donkeys are. So we thought, you know what? It's been winter the grass has grown quite long you know it's that kind of awkward stage where the grass has grown quite long but it's a bit too wet to mow so we thought you know what 
we'll put the donkeys in the little grassy patch in between my grandparents' house and my parents' house and a bit of like my grandparents' garden as well and that kind of thing. So we made this like big electric fence kind of thing. But the thing is the donkeys, they know electric fences and they're normally pretty good at knowing not to touch them. Like they've, <laughs> they've had some electric, electric fence experiences. So anyway, we thought, you know what? They're all old. They can't walk very fast or go very fast. We won't put the electric fence on. Anyway, one evening, my dad comes down to get a glass of water because he was quite thirsty in the night. And he was looking out the window as he was drinking this refreshing glass of water. And he thinks, oh, I can see something moving. Was it a ghost? Was it a ghoul? Was it a bird? Was it a plane? No, it was Willow. And she was walking up the driveway. And I think my dad probably thought, is that Willow? Or am I dreaming? Am I awake? And then he realised, oh no, that's Willow walking up the driveway. And then he thought, where's Bruno and Toby? Willow's always behind them. She's a little bit slower than them because she's got her arthritis. Um, So my dad, just wearing his boxers, just wearing his underwear, put on some wellies, opened the back door, ran up the driveway, just in his pants, and was like... um, sorry underwear for my american viewers (laughs) pants in the uk means like underwear anyway so he was just yeah in his pants running up the driveway after these donkeys i'm glad that we live in a road where we have like no neighbors like as a kid when i grew up people would always be like oh yeah like talking about like their neighbors and like kids at school be like oh yeah like i'm best friend with like my neighbor and that kind of thing and i would just be like oh my neighbors are cows and they would just think i would be it was being really rude about my neighbors but literally like the the people that have a field next door like they have cows so um anyway (laughs) um so luckily nobody i believe saw my dad in his pants and wellies running basically naked through the village after the donkeys apparently they hadn't got that far because the um kind of verge outside had a lot of grass on it so bruno and toby were just there tucking in having the time of their life and willow was kind of just slowly plodding along trying to catch up so don't worry no no donkeys were injured or harmed everyone was all good and normally off like we are a very secure compound we we i don't know why i don't know if i've already said this before we sometimes call the farm or the property the compound because my grandparents lived there as well and it would kind of like be a joke like whenever they would leave we would see them leaving from our house and we'd be like you've you've left the compound what have you done because they don't really leave that often um they're very happy like being at home doing gardening that kind of thing so anyway the donkeys had left the compound. That was maybe even the furthest Willow has probably ever gone in her life. Because Willow has Willow was born in the field or on the farm and she has lived she's never left. Like that's probably the furthest she's gone. Um because of her arthritis, she can't walk very far and she's never been in the horse box before. Bruno and Toby have when Bruno had to go to hospital to have his surgery to have like teeth taken out and stuff, but I don't think Willow has ever gone anywhere. So that was probably the furthest Willow's gone on her little adventure. And then again, yeah, yeah, we've taken Bruno and Toby to like up into the village for kids to see them at Christmas and things with little tinsel on, which is very cute. Sorry, this is a, this is a, supposed to be a Halloween podcast, not a, you know, <laughs> Christmas one. I mean, I feel like 
I feel I don't know if it's it's October. It's near end of October. I feel like you can just about start saying you know the c word, the Christmas word. But anyway, back onto the donkeys. So they were all scooped back into their paddock. Electric fence was put on. I can't remember if we just decided, you know what, they're old, we're not going to put the electric fence on, or if, like, maybe the electric fence was charging, like, the battery, and we were just like, ah, one night, it'll be fine. Um, but anyway, we've learned from we've learned from that that the donkeys are pretty, pretty crafty. Um, and to be fair, they had a lot of grass in their field, so I don't know what they were complaining about. Like, they had loads. So, I don't know, you know, grass is always greener on the other side, grass is always greener on the verge, but... We are very lucky to live like in the middle of nowhere. So there's like barely any traffic, any people, any cars on the road. I mean, thank goodness, because I don't think anybody wants to see my dad half naked. But there we go. That was um, that was the yeah second horse horror story. I wasn't even involved. I was tucked up in bed asleep. I was, you know, just dreaming about happy dreams, I guess. Um, so, yeah, that was that was a scarier <laughs> moment for my dad then. Um, I feel like, I feel like this is the worst, the worst one next. Um, I don't know how to go about this. Um, I'm gonna, my dad might have to be involved with this one. I mean, it might have to like state some facts as I talk about it because this at horse horror story actually happened before I got Mickey. So that long ago, I think I was probably about seven at the time, I want to say seven or eight. And, um, I don't I don't know where to go with the story. I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna make it so you guys are as in the dark as I was at the time. So um anyway, there was this one day, me and my friend, we were at school, normal day, normal I think it was like a Wednesday or something, just like a normal day. And um at home time, we went outside waiting for our parents. We're like, oh, no one's here for us. That's a little bit weird. Anyway, normally my parents were pretty like they were like there straight away like my mum would be the sort of mum that would like chat to all the parents and that kind of thing like there would always be someone there and we're like oh that's a bit strange anyway eventually like don't worry we weren't like the last to be picked up like um my granddad was there he came and picked us up and I feel like this is something that like schools nowadays are like very a lot more strict on like if like I don't know like I feel like nowadays you have to like don't you have to like ring up or something to say that someone like not the mum and dad are picking up or parent or guardian is picking up the child like being like oh yeah like grandparents picking up today or oh yeah grandparents is picking up like or like basically my my granddad was picking up not only me but also like my friend as well so don't worry this isn't the the start to something um like a really really bad story this does involve horses so anyway me and my friend were picked up from school by my granddad and remember when we got in the car I was like oh how come you know my friend's coming for like tea tonight I didn't like realize she was coming around tonight I like, didn't know about this and we were just excited we we're like yes girls night that kind of thing um so anyway um actually to put this into a little bit more context my um friend her older brother had a horse called Bradley which is um the one that we loaned slash leased before we got Mickey so basically the way it kind of worked was Bradley's owners got to keep Bradley for free on the kind of yard and that kind of thing or in, in the, on the farm it wasn't really even a yard at the time like we had like a little barn for the donkeys and bit of grass and that was it like no sand school no stables nothing no tack room (laughs) so anyway um in return um I got to ride Bradley every now and again and they like obviously like mucked him out and sometimes helped muck out the donkeys which was very kind of them and um that kind of thing so anyway um 
we were like, oh, we're like, are we, we going to ride? Like, we were just, like, excited about what we were going to do. Because um, sometimes my friend would ride Bradley too and would, like, ride together. And uh, my friend's mum very kindly, like, taught me a lot about how to care for a horse, like, how to tack up a horse, all that kind of stuff too. So um, still very, very grateful to her because uh, my parents aren't horsey at all. Um, but anyway, um, we, my granddad was like, oh, May- maybe not. And I was like, oh, how come you've picked us up? And he was like, oh, the the vets are here and everyone's, you know, with the vets and little us were like, oh, what's, you know, just, we just thought, oh, it's like vaccinations or something like that. Like he didn't, my granddad seemed like a little bit stressed, but you know, when like a like an adult is stressed but they don't come across stressed but if you're another adult you'd probably be like something's wrong but as a kid you'd just be like all right so we were just like chilled um went went to the local primary school together so anyway we arrived and we were like oh let's let's go over and see what's happening anyway let me take you back to the reason why the vets were there so um my granddad so at the time we had a like a big rat problem there were rats everywhere like in the feed room that kind of thing eating the food that kind of stuff so my granddad was like I'm gonna get some rat poison some rat bait and um try and get rid of the rats again there was I was not involved in any of this I was an eight-year-old child at school at the time um so what happened was my granddad was going down to um, one of the stores down like down the field and in the back of the quad bike he had a sealed tub of rat poison. Can I tell you, this was like properly sealed, like lid on everything. My granddad thought, oh, you know, the horses are in the field, but they're like way out in the other corner. So he got out off the quad bike, went to open the gate as he normally would like to go down to the bottom of the field and that kind of thing, like normal. Um, as he was went back, like literally turned around after opening the gate and saw that Bradley, my lone pony, my friend's pony, had cantered or galloped down the field. Now this 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 boy was a cob and he was a greedy cob. Like he loved his food. Um Bradley did. So anyway, Bradley opened up the tin of rat poison. I don't know how he physically even did this. Like this horse was crafty. He was clever. And then started eating the rat poison. And we were like, well, I wasn't there, but my granddad was like, oh no, I have messed up big time. So yeah, that was definitely a bit of a horse horror story for him. Um, So of course, straight away rang up the vet, straight away like called my parents being like, the vet's coming, I don't know what to do. And then my parents rang up my friend's uh, mum and dad being like, I think my dad has accidentally poisoned your horse um came everyone came rushing over vet came and now the thing with horses is if you didn't know this if you're not horsey horses can't throw up so it's not like if um you know someone eats something bad you can like throw it up and hopefully get that out of your system so um I found out well, when I arrived at the yard, little seven, eight-year-old me, I saw Bradley there with a tube up his nose and they were basically flushing everything out of his stomach. Um, I remember this very vividly, actually, as a child um, because 
um, all the rat, the rat poison, I think, was bright red. So we can see all of this like bright red kind of grain or oats. I don't know what, what was on the poison or whatever, but some sort of stuff just like coming out of his nose with all this liquid that they obviously used to bump it out. Again, I'm really sorry if you're eating. This, again, might not be the best podcast to listen to while you're eating. But anyway, uh, I'm one of those people, again, I don't find much stuff squeamish. But anyway, and then we thought, because I'm pretty sure um, the antidote to this poison or the poison is vitamin K, and um, I remember this very vividly, vividly because I remember finding this so fascinating. And at the time when I was that age, I really wanted to be a vet when I was older. So I took in, I absorbed all of this information. And I remember all of us thinking, oh no, Bradley's got to eat. I can't remember how many tablets it was, but it was like a lot of tablets. It was like, Bradley's got to take 30 vitamin K tablets. Like, how are we going to get 30 tablets down this horse? And we just put it in a bucket. And he was so greedy. He just downed all of these vitamin K tablets. And the vet was like, oh, I can see why he ate poison now. <laughs> like, so don't worry. Like, Bradley was completely fine. He, um, they actually ended up selling him like a few years later. And he went off to a lovely loan, or lo- not loan, a lovely like, owner who did like pony club games and gymkhanas with him and that kind of thing like it would be so interesting to see if somebody knows this bradley or if bradley is out there somewhere still because that would be so lovely because he was like i was obviously mickey is my first pony and my first horse but he was like one of my like first horses that i learned so much to do on him like learn how to tack up and start doing a bit of jumping with him and that kind of thing so um he was he was definitely like a he was more of a boy's pony though if you know what i mean like he was very boisterous and that kind of thing like he just wasn't quite right for me to have as like my own pony so so that's why we didn't buy him but um he was he was a pretty cool horse. He was one of those like super cobs that was really good at jumping, but I think he was just like he was great like on the lead rein and that kind of thing, but I think he just started to get like he was just like used to a bigger, stronger teenage boy and it just wasn't quite right for me. Um at the time because I was only like 7 8 and I think at that time also when they were selling him my parents were like, "Yeah, you're not ready. We're not ready for a horse yet." <laughs> um so anyway, all, all was forgiven. I'm actually still in contact with um, my friend's mum, actually. Um, she's really lovely and my friend. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that is the story of, of Bradley and the horse, the, not the horse poison. <laughs> that would be really bad. The um, rat poison. Obviously, like everything's all good. Like my granddad has learned to not do that again. And, you know, it it wasn't really anybody's fault. He didn't realise that Bradley was going to canter down and then also be able to get into a sealed tin. So, yeah, that was that was a little bit of a scarier, scarier horse story. I hope nobody ever has to experience that. But then again, with horses, unfortunately, they are creatures that do like to try and kill themselves at some stage. Like, Joey had his accident. I won't talk about that because even though I feel like I've talked about it so many times now that I am at the stage where I'm almost, like, kind of numb to it. Like, when it was a little bit more fresh, like, when Joey was still, like, recovering and that kind of thing, like, I would not be able to tell that story without crying. Now I know my boy is safe. He is fine. He is... Actually, today, a little fun fact about what Joey's been up to. Joey has been let out into his new winter paddock. Oh my gosh, that boy was so excited. 
who like you know he's excited because normally like there's two different levels of excitement joey there's a oh my gosh there's so much food I'm going to eat the food. And then there's, oh my gosh, there's so much food. I'm so excited. I can't even eat the food yet. I need to like show everyone how excited I am. So he, sorry, I had a little hiccup then. So he would just like bust his moves, like back legs above his head, zooming around, showing off, especially showing off to Casper as well. Because Casper isn't quite allowed in the new winter paddock yet. Like Casper can put on weight so much easier than joey so that's why they're currently in separate paddocks although they are next to each other so um casper's gone in joey's old paddock the joey is kind of mowed down which is next to mickey and duke and then um joey's gone in one further along which is like the big grassy one hopefully once joey has mown down that grass a little bit more we can put joey and casper in that same paddock together because it is quite a big one as well so that would be really lovely just because we do have to be so careful of casper's weight so and then joey is half thoroughbred so we're like no joey put the weight on put the weight on um especially coming up to winter um and Joey has ridden quite a bit more than Casper. Now Casper's a little bit of an older gentleman. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was probably the scariest horse horror story I have for you all. Um, I think we have time for one more horse horror story. And um, it's more of an embarrassing story, actually. And this one involves Mickey. So I remember, I think it was my first year at Pony Club Camp. Um Actually, I, th- I don't know why I remember this so vividly. Um, Mickey, as you guys know, is also another greedy pony. And um, where we would park the horse trailer and like car and that kind of thing, we would obviously tie Mickey up to the back of the horse trailer to a bit of baler twine, so it's all safe, don't worry. And there would always be this kind of like semicircle of grass that had been eaten um because obviously grass is way tastier than hay or haylage so it would almost be like a little little crop field or crop patch you know like in um alien films where there's like crop circles mickey would make his own crop circles where he'd just like mow down the grass and these little patches because where we did this was um pony club junior camp i never did a senior camp with mickey just because i outgrew him he was getting all his like health conditions and things back then as well um so anyway this was junior camp our first camp um because i didn't start pony club club camp at minis like i was too old by the time i joined um but anyway so yeah mickey was mowing this grass that kind of thing and i don't know if he was just trying to reach a little bit of grass that was a bit longer a bit outside you know his little crop patch or crop field that he'd like made and something happened the baler twine, not the baler twine, the lead rope, I think, actually, I think it was the lead rope rather than the baler twine, completely snapped in half. Now, I think this was the same lead rope that we literally got when we got Mickey, like, from his previous owners. So that snapped, and then Mickey was free. (laughs) Mickey decided to show off to everyone that he was now free. I think it was my mum at the time who was at camp, so at the time okay so the way that pony club camp for me would work at juniors is you'd come into camp each day and then you'd take your horse home and you'd go home and sleep so it wasn't like a sleepover kind of camping kind of thing um but anyway so i think this was like near the end of the week it was like a thursday or friday um and mickey was trotting around now if you wonder where my mum was my mum was sitting on a deck chair next to him so obviously when she realized mickey had was set free or got tangled in this lead rope that snapped she was running after him 
again with her like little legs trying to catch up with this pony and then I was um actually swimming at the time because there was a um there was a swimming pool at my pony club camp so basically after lunch each like group had like a time slot and I remember our time slot was the last time slot so I can't remember if Mickey had a saddle on or not but my mum would like half tacked him up but maybe just hadn't put the bridle on um so I could go swimming and wasn't in like an entire rush trying to like get changed and get all like my body protector on and like my boots and hat and everything and hairnet before um like getting ready kind of thing so anyway I remember walking back from swimming with my friend with my friend's mum we looked up and there was this cromello pony squealing and running around camp with I think he had like his saddle like on but obviously the girth maybe wasn't done up all the way because he was just like still in, chilling there so the saddle was skew with his stirrup was like hanging in the breeze swishing behind him as he was running and I was like whose horse is that and then I realized that's my horse <laughs> so anyway we ran after Mickey he didn't actually run for that long because he then realized why am I showing off to everyone that I'm free when there is all this grass on the floor here that I can eat so he had a big old grass vest eating away like the pig that he is and yeah that was that we managed to catch him it was all good I think he actually broke one of the peacocks off my safety stirrups I feel like people don't have these sort of stirrups anymore maybe back in maybe in like the showing world it's like quite a common thing um but basically this is a very like UK type stirrup I think or it's like a metal iron um, kind of like in like an L or a C shape so half of it is metal and then the other half um, is got like a, basically this rubber band which is called a peacock I'm pretty sure um, from my memory I haven't had those sort of stirrups for ages they're def- they're more like a, like a child stirrup I think um, but anyway one of the peacocks broke so I think we ended up literally like using like a hairband instead which um, again you know better than nothing <laughs> so there we go that was the story of how Mickey decided you know what this bit of grass here it's a little bit more tasty I'm gonna go on a mad one so yeah I think they're the only horse well touch wood luckily I mean I don't want to I don't want to what's it called cause any more horse horror stories to come from saying this I feel like maybe in one episode I'd love to hear some stories from you guys so maybe I'll have to like set up something that you guys can send send me comments and we can go through them tell you what we could do if you're watching this on YouTube you could leave me the horse horror stories down below and maybe next week we can go through if I find some really really good ones so if you're doing that or if you're listening to this podcast on a different podcast provider and you want to leave yours go onto my channel find the video leave your comment um you can be like say if you want to be anonymous as well or if you want to shout out and want me to like shout out your horse's name or your name whatever then we could do that that could be fun so anyway um they're my horse horror stories I hope you all have lovely I was gonna say Halloween I feel like this is a little bit early for Halloween but I wanted to put it out like a little bit like I was gonna say near like not too near Halloween so if you're like you've been busy and you're like oh I forgot to catch up with the Esme's Country Life podcast then it's not like oh it's a Halloween one Halloween's already been and gone you can be like oh yeah get in the festive do you say festive for Halloween is that like a thing like festive spirit 
let me know in the comments as well because I don't think that's a thing I don't think that's a thing but anyway I really hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode thank you for listening I also want to say a huge thank you to Rad how am I getting this wrong I feel like I'm talking for too long I'm really sorry I'm really sorry Red Post thank you so much to Red Post for sponsoring the podcast and today's episode be sure to go download the Red Post app get that discount Anyway, thanks for listening and I'll see you all next time. Bye.